Michael joins us, but he should be joining us here momentarily. I don't know what he's doing, but apparently he had something going on after he recorded his show and decided he was going to be a little bit, um, or he could be on about 11-ish, so my guess is he probably had to cook his girlfriend dinner or some bullshit like that. I don't know. We'll see. So, <laughs> yeah, cook her dinner. We'll, we'll see what excuse he had as soon as he, uh, he, he gets back on, but... Welcome, everybody else. Well, well Jason. <laughs> Including Kevin to the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. How's everybody doing this week? Kevin, how you doing? Not oh, too bad. How are you? Oh, not bad at all, man. Can't complain. Much easier week than I had last, so it's uh, it's actually been kind of nice, but... You know, less COVID, less COVIDy. Less COVIDy, yes, that is very, very much less COVIDy. Uh, less COVIDy, less customery, uh, all the all the way around at my at my real job. Um, you know, this is just the, the fun job, not the real job. So that uh, this uh, this should be fun, though. I you know, basically, I I, I figure this episode will just kind of talk a little bit about day one and kind of go through what happened on the show. Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. We might as well just ripped our predictions out up and just threw them out the oh, door because oh, as soon as as soon as Roman was out, yeah, like, yeah, that, that just threw everything into a complete wrench. Yeah, so, well, which it, it, which, which some stuff I read too. Like I, you know, we could talk quickly about as far as um, you know, whether we believe or not the original plans and stuff of who was supposed to win because there was a lot of different speculation yeah i saw some of that too so that that'll be interesting to to get some some takes on but uh, the other thing too is you know you hate to say they would fake that storyline but it almost seems like they've worked themselves into a better one so you know did did roman really have covid or did they just need an excuse to get him out yeah i don't know man but we can talk a little bit about that but, uh, but again, this is the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm joined this week by Kevin. Michael will be joining us shortly, we think, but he'll just uh, he'll do a pop-in here pretty soon, one way or the other. But, uh, but you got Kevin and I with you until then. Of course, you can join us on our, uh, join in on the conversation by tweeting us at LiveYourGimmick. That is the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. Oh wait, he's not here yet. So I guess uh, there's nothing yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not, not, I'm not up for doing it this week. So that's yeah, all good. Wouldn't that have been great though? If that that's where he popped in. Like all of a sudden, oh. he just like chimed in. Was like, "Am I you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear. I didn't hear him chime chime in. So no. yeah. I wasn't wait. If if I had uh, if I had to time that perfectly though that would have been that would have been amazing but uh, but yeah. now nah, he, he should be with us shortly but but yeah man so before we we kind of get into that um you know I I want to talk a little bit about um well actually you know what the it probably be smart to start with day one because that's kind of how the week started so i guess we can kind of go in chronological order and just kind of <laughs> that's how the that. year started <laughs> it is how the year started you're right yeah because now we're at day five so yeah 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 and then we'll talk about day three not day two yeah we'll talk nothing, about day three nothing no, nothing really happened on day two so yeah nothing honestly nothing really happened on day three either you know, yeah. not not to the extent that I was expecting. Although, no, I actually I take that back. I I, I think um, day one was a great day. Not only just because of the pay per view, but yeah. if you're like me, big time uh, Ohio State Buckeye fan, how about that Rose Bowl? Oh yeah, it's fun to watch. I, I mean, honestly, even that. I mean, off topic real quick, but like, I mean, you know, 
obviously Ohio State fan or anything, but like even in the end, if Ohio State hadn't won, it was a hell of a game. Yeah. That fucking yeah. uh, Jackson Smith and Jim, man, that dude's going to be – that dude's awesome. Freaking nature. Yeah. I I, mean, I I honestly am surprised they ended up pulling it out because they, that game did not like like it was going to go their favor there for a bit. Um, but, I mean, it, it did. It worked out. So, I mean, it, it, it ended up being a really, really fun game. So, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely some good football. Um you know, unfortunately, we're going to get the national championship game that nobody really wanted, but uh, we'll we'll leave that up for Conrad and Tony to debate on their show. Yeah, I was going to say, unless you uh, live on the, that side, the Dixie. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. So the way day one kicked off was actually with a tag match. It ended up being Ridge Holland and Sheamus going up against Ricochet and Cesaro. Sheamus and Ridge Holland getting the victory. I'll be honest, I didn't see the match, so I didn't really care. Either way, but yeah, I yeah, I kind of like I said not to go back to the game, but obviously you know game was still going on. I kind of just started it live, mm. and I think I came in. I'm trying to think what match I actually came in right as like I, I missed the Usos and New Day match. Like I went back and saw like highlights and stuff, but like I came in right as uh, right before Miz and uh, Edge. So. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, if you if you miss the the Usos and New Day match, honestly, you probably missed the match of the show because I mean, really, they tore the house down again, and and you, you didn't really, of course, you you expect it because it's it's these two teams, but at the same time, they they've been doing it so many times that man, how can they keep having like amazing match after amazing match, and and they did, and uh, how about the Usos throwing out the three D for the win? Do you yeah, see that? All right. Yeah, that, yeah, I I read about that and then went back and watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, and, that was cool. And they, apparently they did it the right way too because they went to Devon and Bubba and got their permission. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So they did they did it the respectful way. They they asked and and they got they got the permission to use it. And they may even like uh, I I know McAfee kind of called it the the one D for like you know day one type you know what i mean like they he tried to yeah. make it so i don't know if that's going to be the name of it going forward or if they're going to continue to call it the 3d but uh it was it was great that they paid homage to i mean that's a hell of a finisher for a tag team you know what i mean like oh yeah, oh, yeah. And especially with you know the the versatility it has for you know if you have like a table or you know even if you're like outside the ring and stuff like that i mean there's a lot of versatility to that move so it, it's i'm glad that somebody is using it and paying homage to it uh, on, and, on that big and, stage and, like that and that's what makes like a good tag team like you look at like tag teams that like demolition mm-hmm. their finisher the doomsday or not the doomsday device but the uh, demolition whatever the hell they called it like yeah. it was not it was not deadly at all you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. like, guess what? They never lost when they did. You know what I mean? Right. So you have something that's believable like that. The Heart Foundation, the Heart Attack, the Legion of Doom, the Doomsday Device. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, there's certain things out there. Like, I, I like seeing tag teams that have, like, something like that. And, and Usos have always had that, you know, that they have a couple of different things they could use. Like, they had that, that cross basically like the splash uh the double splash finish yeah they had that and then they've also done um uh you know the the double super kick at times uh but i'm trying to think like that but usually they just hit the one of them just usually hits the splash for the win it's very rare that they pull out the double splash so i like that because honestly man that like that double splash 
I mean, that's got to take a toll after a while. So many years yeah. of doing that, hitting that from that distance and, and coming down with that impact. I mean, that can't be good for like your elbows and your knees and, and shit like that. So, I mean, I can, I can see why, you know, that would be kind of a good, uh, a good way to, to get a better finisher for them to be able to use without, without the wear and tear on their body. So, well, look like heart foundations, like the anvil had like the easiest thing. You just mm. hold the guy, <laughs> right. you just stand there and does nothing. <laughs> yep. Yep. The heart attack finisher, which Natalia and, and Tamina used that for a little bit when they were tagging. But, um, uh, you know, that, that tag team was kind of short lived. Um, but because Tamina is now tagging with whichever 24 seven person will have her going up against Dana Brooke and Reggie in weird segments. So <sighs> we'll get to that though. All right. So yeah. we, we both picked new day to win that match. And of course they did not, uh, as we, as we just discussed. So, uh, there's one that we both missed right off the bat. So how about that? Hmm. Um, and then, you know, from there we went into the drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss match, which, for some dumbass reason, I picked Madcap Moss to win this match. I don't know why. I thought it was, you know, something something might happen. But, yeah, it didn't happen. And fucking McIntyre kicked the shit out of him, basically, for the entire match. CBS.com gave it a B-, minus though, which, honestly, for me, to me, that was a little favorable. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I, even see it, and I guess it was favorable. I mean, it was it, it was entertaining, I guess, to to a certain extent. Uh, the one thing that kind of came out of this, though, I've been hearing a little bit of Twitter buzz, and I'm not sure I haven't gotten it verified by any like reputable sources or anything. But Drew McIntyre might be missing some time with a neck injury. Yeah, I think that's why they kind of wrote him off that little post angle mm. thing that they had or whatever. But I guess he, yeah, you know, needs some, I don't know if he needs neck surgery or he just needs like rest for his neck or what it is, but yeah. obviously that's how they kind of wrote him off. So, yeah, it's too bad. I mean, but honestly though, you know, and, and it's good. For it. I, it can be good for him. The only thing that I would say though is, is neck neck is never good. Like neck isn't a reason, yeah. a good reason to be out because that, that is a difficult thing to come back from. And you and I yeah. both have had neck stuff, you know, throughout our lives. So, you know, it's, it, you kind of feel for him a little bit, you know, cause and hope, hopefully it's not, hopefully it's something that it's like, okay, it's not serious, but you need to like yeah. do this now type thing, like rather than push through it. Yeah. Maybe thing. it's just like a cleanup thing or something like that. Not like a triple fusion, something that like that costs edge seven years of his career or anything like that. So, right. you know, but, uh, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Although, you know, fucking, uh, um, Best friend Trent Beretta had that surgery and was back within six months. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, and I think Ricky Starks had a, a very similar procedure and he was back pretty quickly too. Now, granted, with AEW, they only work one night a week for the most part, two nights yeah. a week. So you know, it's a little bit of a different schedule than than what WWE has. But yeah, I mean I, that, that they were talking about that on on Dynamite last week uh, during or Rampage during that six man. And Excalibur said he had triple. He's back from triple fusion neck surgery. I was like, "Holy shit! How is he back that quick? Like that's fucking yeah. crazy, man!" Like I know he's not like a name like Edge, so you can't take seven years off and come back and everybody be excited to see Trent Beretta. But I mean, that's still like that's that's taking some some risk with your life, like coming back after that that period of time. But yeah, but I, mean, I guess with the moderns of 
science. Yeah, that's true. Medicine. Like medicine and stuff is a lot different now than what it was back, you know, for a, a, even even five years ago. So, yeah, good good point. I mean, definitely could have been definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely, um, you know, interesting that uh, they're they're able to kind of come back that quick from such a serious surgery. But right, good for them, man. Top top tier athletes, man. <laughs> All right, so then we had the other tag team championship, the Raw tag team championship. We had rated RK Bro uh, going up against the. Uh, did I say rated RK Bro? No, just RK Bro. <laughs> I mixed the edge tag in with the yeah. uh, the riddle tag. My bad there. Yeah, yeah. All right. that's their that's their trio's name. The trio. <laughs> That'd be awesome if they actually had trios. All right, so we had RK Bro going up against the Street Profits. We both thought this was time for the Street Profits, and it was not. And yeah. honestly, like it was kind of—I'll be honest with you—this one was a little weird because why did Migos come out with the fucking RK Bro? You know what I mean? I like, it, yeah, it, it, it just, just seemed like a strange—I don't know—a a strange I, pairing and, and, in a way. Yeah, and I hate, like, I love Randy Orton, but, like, I hate seeing him, like, when he's all, like, buddy-buddies, like, with celebrities and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just for him, that does not work for some nah, reason. No, it really doesn't. Just, it really doesn't. You know what I mean? So, I just, like, I don't know. I will say the finish of this match, though, was fucking awesome, with Riddle popping uh, Montez up in the air, and then Randy catching him with the RKO. I that did, was, I just, that yeah, was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. The match had a fantastic finish, but not the ending we thought it would have. Uh, then following that, we ended up with Edge versus Miz. Uh, this match went kind of the way I thought it might, and um, you ended up picking Miz. I ended up picking Edge. Uh, so I, I got I got one back. I got my Drew McIntyre pick back. But, um, <laughs> you know, the what do you think of – some people have kind of made fun of uh, Beth Phoenix – just not not necessarily for her being a part of the match because I think everybody universally kind of likes where this angle is going for whatever reason. It's like we haven't seen this before with John Cena and Nikki Bella or anything, but um, you know, it, it's her, her look or well, her, her her look is part of it. But how about her just standing there, okay, like for yeah. like two minutes before her music, yeah. like looking like looking like raging, standing there before her music hits. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was really really awkward. Like they forgot to like play her music or something. Yeah, or I don't know what. Like, I think it should have just been like either she comes out or her music hits and she comes out because that was just like, yeah, that was a little odd. Yeah, like I'm like I'm like, did they just kind of fuck something up here? Or yeah, it, ha- it had to have been. Yeah, it was it was weird. So was she mad about her music not being played, or was she mad at Maurice? I I, I couldn't understand yeah. what was going on there. Yeah. But her look, what's really what's really going on? Her yeah, <laughs> her look though was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I I love both. I I love the whole Ed combining the brood mm-hmm. um, theme and like how he's kind of got that look to him and like both. I mean, I like it. It's it's it's. It's like reinvention, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. So. Without a doubt, yeah. It's it's definitely definitely interesting. So, and I kind of figured this was where this was going. So I'm sure at the Royal Rumble we're gonna get the match. It's gonna be it's gonna be Miz and Maurice going up against Beth and and, and Edge, and you know that's you know I I, th- I think that'll be I think that'll be fun to see. So, um, but again, we've seen it before, <laughs> but yeah, yes. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes storylines get rehashed. 
Uh, and then we went into the Raw Women's Championship match. And I'll be honest with you, even though you had said that you didn't think the crowd was hot for Becky versus Liv, I, when I watched it back, I, I, didn't, I thought the crowd was okay with it. I thought they were somewhat into it. But, I, honestly, I just I don't know. Like when I was, I mean, maybe near the end. Honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you though. The crowd, there, there wasn't a lot of crowd noise on. I think for anything on the show, to be honest with you. And, and that was my problem. Is like, yeah, I mean, the, the piping in is like so noticeably bad because like I forget who was coming out, but like the crowd noise was so loud and everything. And then you look and like nobody's even standing, yeah. <laughs> not even doing anything. Like the crowd noise was like going insane. I was like, that's eh, a little just too much. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, it did pick up a little bit. Like obviously, once the match started getting a little bit hotter and a little better near yeah. the end. Yeah. But for a little while, it just like the beginning of it, it was like, man, I. It, it was almost like I was like, man, I hope they like, like don't give this like not a chance or something like that. So, yeah. And it, it seemed like they, like I said, it seemed like they did. And it, and it honestly, it was by comparison, a much better match than what they had on that, that Monday night raw match. It, it was a mm-hmm. much better match. Becky still got the win. Um, a little disappointing there, <laughs> but kind of is what it is, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, is it lead? But the thing is, like, is this leading to something? Is this leading to a Becky Charlotte unification? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. okay, we're just going to we're gonna keep the title on Becky. Yeah. You know, so, and, and I don't when, know. When we start to talk about Raw, we'll talk a little bit more, uh, more about that. But I'm going to kind of run past, like, what my idea is with you and see if see if you feel the same way. Hopefully Mike will be on by then if he, if he decides to join us. But... Um, cause I, I'd like to get both your takes on it, but, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but yeah, man, it, it just sucks for Liv though, because she's kind of caught in this, she's, she's picked up steam to the point where people kind of want to see her in this position, but unfortunately it, it just isn't quite getting, it's, it's just not happening, unfortunately for her. And then if it, let's say they do unify the title and they do have that that moment with with Becky versus Charlotte. Well, then where's Liv fall into the stack? Then after that, you know what I mean? Like, right. is, yeah, I mean, is that going to completely cool her off? You know? Yeah, I mean that's I don't know. It, you know, and, and you know, even you got people like Bailey who's going to be eventually back. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, Bailey's going to be back soon. I would imagine Bailey will be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's my guess. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's kind of like if it is if this isn't like Liv's time right now, like when or when could it be? You know, I right. just don't. I don't know. Yeah, because as much as I like Liv, she's not. And, and I and and this could be, it could be maybe it's booking, maybe it's maybe it's just straight talent, but she's not on that level. Like I I I don't put Liv on a level with Bailey. I don't put Liv on the level no. with Becky, and and you know, and and, and even with Charlotte. Speaking of which, no, she, dude, did you see what Tony Storm said? I did not. Okay, Tony Storm basically basically admitted that she took her ball and went home. Uh, she put out a statement saying that um, you know the, the schedule with WWE got to be too much for her. She missed. Um, like uh, she missed like a 
birthday party. She missed her dad's intervention. She missed Christmas. She missed the blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, things that, like, things that most WWE superstars will tell you. Like, yeah, you're going to miss all this shit because you're on the road. And that's just the life. That's just your life. That's just what's going to happen. Uh, if you can't accept that, like, don't do it, right? So yeah, she's take her ball and go home. <laughs> yeah, she, she's basically complaining about the stuff that she missed that she should have known she was going to miss. Hey! Never fear, Mark. Hey! The star is here. Hey! Oh. He made it. He made it. Oh my it. gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, good. You got on before the. I, I just said I was like, hopefully Mike jumps on for what for a take that I'm about to have here in a little bit, and then what's the you are. Did you say never fear the Marxism is here? <laughs> never, never fear Marx. The star oh, is here. Oh, okay. The star is here. Straight from star recording here. Modern Toy Fair to cooking his girlfriend dinner. Here he is in the flesh. Michael, welcome. M-O-U-S-E. There it is. Yeah. When I hit... Swamp, when swamp I, ass and all, he's here. When I hit yep. the, <laughs> gotta gotta hit all the fucking favorites, right? When I hit, when I hit that part of the show, I was like, how how great would that have been if he had just like all of a sudden chimed into the show with the M O U S? That would have been impressive. Are you eating shrimp? You're just eating like raw cold shrimp, like right there at the right there at your computer. Huh? Shrimp cocktail. Like shrimp cocktail. All right. As only all stars right. do. I mean, hey. All right. Well, since Mike's here, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we we're, we're going through the card of day one. Uh, we we've already pretty much run through how we we. Oh God, I was hoping I missed that. We pretty much got everything wrong. We're almost done because we were talking about Becky and Liv, um, and uh, we were kind of talking about how with with uh, Becky or with Liv, like you know, you got Bailey possibly coming back soon. It's looking more and more like there might be some sort of a unification of some of these titles, which which I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. But, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of talking about Liv. Where she may kind of fall to the wayside, but I was kind of saying, like, I just don't. And I don't know if it's, it's the fault of booking or if it's, just, if it's just her just not getting to that level. I just don't see Liv on the level as a Bailey or as a Becky Lynch or as a Charlotte Flair. Uh, but then I was also about to run through Tony Storm's statement on why she left. But then, uh, but yeah, so if you want to chime in on any of that. I mean, first and foremost, Liv fucking brought it. She did. Like, it was a good was match. The, yeah. That was the one and only match I put the effort into watching just because of a few uh, clips. And she fucking proved that, at least in the ring, she can hang. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like the only thing hindering her is she just needs to get her promo game a little. Yeah. She needs to get to that next level. She needs to find the character that fits her. And I, the problem I feel like she's going to run into with that is, you know, you don't necessarily get that freedom unless they feel that you have earned it mm. there. So she, she almost just seemed she like, do. she almost seemed like doing the pre-match, like, you know, introductions like that. When anytime a wrestler starts getting all like teary eyed and stuff and that you almost know they're mm. <laughs> You know what I mean? So like, and, and, and remember what I said, like, um, on our chat, like Mike did it. I don't know if you saw like beginnings of the match that it seemed like the crowd was like, just not into it dead. Um, I mean, yeah, no, but I feel like that could be said throughout the night though. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing too. Like, honestly, like a lot of the match qualities were good, but like, I think the show booking was just kind of 
Which I mean, I, I mean everything got yeah everything. Some got, of it was their so, fault. Some of it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. everything kind of got, got out of whack. So speaking of, of uh, so what I was saying was, uh, did you see Tony Storm's statement and why she left? I did. Okay. So so basically, you know, I was telling Kevin like she kind of went on a rant about all the different things that she missed out on uh, that you know in her personal life that that kind of led to her making the decision. But then she threw in a line about how. Um, she was having to put over a woman who uh, acts like she should bow. Everybody should bow down to her in and out of the ring. So she basically. Did she use the took, word woman though? Uh, no, I don't think she did. I think I was being nice there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she used strip called Charlotte Flair a bitch. Yeah, I think she did too. I'll, maybe I'll find the tweet so I can read it verbatim. But yeah, it, it, it was not. She, it, it sounded like she was first. It sounded kind of like sour grapes, like, um, uh, you know, that she just was missing out on things that she should have known she was going to miss out on because that's just the lifestyle of what she does. But then at the same time, she definitely threw Charlotte under the bus for sure. I think the message to take away from this, though, isn't necessarily that she's but her, she missed these things is she's upset she missed these things for no reason that she you know was put in positions where she had to put over charlotte flair who fucking treats everyone like shit so she's missing big moments in her personal life and not getting anything out of it well and and i guess that's where i would take issue with that because she's putting over charlotte flair who is an established name who is the smackdown women's champion that is one of the best that they have there and she's getting tv time and having matches with charlotte flair so she is getting something out of it yeah she didn't win a championship but you know that she's not there yet in in the eyes of but so, so you still get this way though it's a matter of what you personally find is rewarding because if you just are going to a job and collecting a paycheck and that's good enough for you great but if you're going to a job that makes you miss out on shit that you could be enjoying in your life and you aren't fulfilling what you feel like you want to do with your career then not so great but she's only she's only been there for a cup of coffee though so it's like it, she's only been on the main roster for a cup of coffee. She's been she was the fucking NXT UK champion, right? What I'm saying though, she has only been on the main roster for a cup of coffee though. So it's a, it's not as if it's not as if like she she didn't give it a time to develop or turn into anything else. She just basically was like, eh, it's not happening the way I want it to happen right now. So I'm piecing the fuck out of here. Well, yeah, because there's choices now. It's not like it was 10 years ago where this was it. You either had to go work on the indies for fucking nothing or come to WWE and do was whatever they decide they wanted you to do. She can go other places and still make good money and be given opportunities based on her merit, not based on what some out-of-touch old man thinks. But it's not quite the same opportunity, though. I mean, if she, if she, if she goes, I mean, yeah, she might not make the exact same if money, she, but if she, she ends up in AEW, yeah. But if she's on the indie, if she's on the independence, I mean, honestly, that that to me isn't. Yeah, she'll make money, but again, it, to your point, if she's if it's not about the money, but if, if she's not going to do it on a big stage, not as many people are going to have eyes on it. She's not going to succeed in that in that huge under that huge like lens you know what i mean like she might she might have buzz 
but that's all that that's all that her career would end up but being. Here's, here's the difference, though. So she can go and have matches with Charlotte Flair where she doesn't win, and the crowd is kind of just lukewarm about it. Or she can go perform in arenas where AEW is, where the fans fucking love it, no matter if there's ten of them or ten thousand of them, and get the cheers and the praise that people like. If you're a professional wrestler and you're doing it for the money. Man, that's a rough lifestyle to choose. Most of these people are doing it because of the love of the game. They're they're doing it because it's what they want to do with their life. It's their passion, and they want to get everything out of that passion. They don't want to go and have matches that nobody wants to see because, well, let's face it, no matter how much you fucking praise Charlotte Flair, the wrestling community is sick of her and wants her to and, go away. And, and you know what's funny, though? You know what's funny? that And, Kevin, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but back when – Rick Flair and Arn Anderson and all those guys were, were making their making their the names for themselves and becoming absolute fucking legends. They were in it for the money. They didn't give a shit about you know That's what they're between now and then though. It, they did it thing. to get paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's a generational thing uh, though. That yeah. generation was all about making money. Current generation is all about self fulfillment. They don't, they, as long as if they can pay their bills, they're happy as long as they get to enjoy what they're doing. I, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think it's always about making money, but like, I think, I mean, honestly, I think those guys did it for passion and love. They, they, I mean, they, they, they did it I think for they, the cocaine. I think, they, the I think they developed a love and passion for it through doing it, but they got into the business to make money. Because oh, all, yeah. all those guys no, like, yeah, didn't no, have. We're like, they, let's do professional wrestling. It's not. It's but, not like yeah, those guys had. It's not like those yeah, guys had. It. Yeah, but it's not like those guys had like. Watching it. Yeah, some of them did. Not all of them, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, okay. For example, Arn Harrison, big time wrestling fan, got into it. Flair was a wrestling fan. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Hogan was a wrestling fan. But it, but it wasn't. But wrestling wasn't all their first choice. Like they, you know, well, some of them. Anyway, but it wasn't. It wasn't Flair's though. Flair wanted to play football. He got pulled into it by the Ganyas. He kind of fell into it by accident. He, he Which said is that the story himself. for most of the big guys yeah. back then is they were doing other things, and they either weren't great at it or weren't getting where they wanted to go. And then someone was like, "Hey, you're you you got try the look. This, you want to come try wrestle. this wrestling thing." Yeah. All right. So speaking of big guys, let's let's go ahead and kind of skip ahead. Then um, we kind of got off on a bit of a tangent. We'll finish up day one real quick. So the 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 universal title match didn't happen because Brock uh, or not Brock uh, Roman Reigns ended Brock up gave Roman COVID, yeah. so he couldn't compete. So Roman ended up getting COVID. He couldn't compete. So what's WWE do? Ah, we're just gonna throw Brock Lesnar into the WWE Championship match, make it a oh fatal five way. I will say though, did you? I don't know if you guys watch this match or not. It was a good match. I mean, these guys fucking killed each other. Like it for, was for an eight, very for an eight physical. Match, it was it was a very good match. Yeah. Yes. It was very physical right from the gate. They did not waste time. There was no dancing around. Like they went out and just brought it from from start to finish. I mean, it was it was a great match. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um yeah, it was short, so, but it was it was a lot of fun. That, that's actually something you can uh I don't know what happened, but supposedly they originally were given before it was a fatal five way. They were given like 20 or 30 minutes. So they had all that stuff planned out, like to be stretched out. But then Braca added the match and they're like, you've got like nine minutes. <laughs> and the only thing I think of is Brock doesn't get paid by the hour. So he was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking be out there for 30 minutes. So, he beat my ass. 
So, Jason, we were talking about this earlier before Mike came on. So, like, I heard different things of what the outcome was. Yeah, you guys probably heard about the whole WWE tweet that got deleted that had Big E retaining or whatever, I guess. I didn't see that. W- no. yeah, I didn't hear about so, that now. So WWE put out this tweet or whatever with match results accidentally and had all the match results. They deleted it, I guess, right away, but somebody did catch it and it had Big E uh, retain, retain, retaining the title. Mm-hmm. But then the latest one I heard was that um, Seth, Seth Rollins was planning to win it, but he came down with COVID. So they switched it to Big E retaining because they weren't sure he was going to be cleared in time, which he was cleared. So, but they then said, okay, he came down with COVID, Big E's going to retain. So originally, like a couple weeks ago, Seth was supposed to win the title, I guess. Weird. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about a little bit last week, too, is that they're, they're, they really couldn't make a wrong choice in this matter until they added Brock to the match. I say until they did. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be and honest you, with you. you knew. I'll be honest with you. It, it may look like the wrong choice, and there have been a lot of really funny memes about, you know, Brock not even technically working there and getting all this glory and stuff like that. I mean, people – the internet community has been really great about it, but I'm, I'm okay with it because – did you catch his promo on Monday Night Raw? No, okay. I saw a picture yeah. of him standing on, on the stairs yes. with fucking Heyman so standing next yeah, to him. He, Did you catch Paul Heyman's fucking promo? Paul Heyman's My was good, but let's God. but his was good, but let's pay attention to what Brock said first though, okay? So, Brock gets the steps, he gets in the ring, Paul hands him the mic first, which I was shocked by that, right? So then Brock starts talking and he goes he goes he goes, uh, hey, Roman, how you feeling, buddy? Uh, since you couldn't be in our match, I went and won myself a real championship. So he's continuing that storyline with Roman, oh, yeah, the, regardless of what's going to happen. The plan hasn't changed. It's still going to be Roman versus uh, Brock at Mania. Right, but here's, yeah. here's what it's sounding like, though. It's going to be for... It sounds like they're going to start unifying the titles, and they're going to start with the, with the WWE I... Universal Championship. See, I've heard different things now, because that was the initial thing when he first won. But then now people are uh, saying that Brock's going to drop the title to Lashley at Rumble, mm. and it's going to have some sort of involvement with with uh, the Bloodline. Uh, okay, so you think then then he's going to go back to SmackDown and go after Roman? Yeah, because okay. supposedly the like creative team and everything still are being told to look at Brock Lesnar as a SmackDown superstar, despite the fact that he is billed as a free agent. Okay. So what were you, what were you, go ahead and talk about uh, Paul's promo there, Kev, before I, I move on to my next point. I mean, he, he had one of the best lines ever. One week without me and Roman Reigns gets coached. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. It was like, great. It was great. It was great. It, 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 it was just I guess my only issue with it was like there was cheers, there was booze. Like, which way do you go? Like, Brock's yeah. actually Brock's really a face right now. Like, but Paul wasn't. You know, no, yeah. I, I, I like that. You know what I mean? Like, well, he, they also probably did that to plan ahead because they probably didn't know how the crowd was going to react because they know people don't like it when Brock wins titles, especially against in situations where he's not supposed to be there uh, against people that they like. So was he going to come out and be booed like a heel or was he going to be 
cheered because they still like him from all the shit he's been doing with Roman. Yeah, yeah, but but a lot of people didn't seem to really mind it so much. Like, no, yeah, because I mean, he, I mean, he, I mean, no, ooh, he's I been present. He's been present yeah. and accounted for. So it's like he's there every week. He's making you laugh. He's doing like he's wearing ridiculous outfits and you know becoming hunting buddies with Sami Zayn and he's you know he he's antagonizing Roman and just being sarcastic and and funny mm-hmm. and you know you give him a live mic and he's actually done well with it so i mean he's surprisingly right yeah i mean so yeah, you can't help but like the guy you know what i mean like he's yeah. and he sold so like, his I, ass I mean, off in that that match even though it was 8 minutes i mean he he fucking sold oh, everything oh, so yeah. I, I think the only thing people don't like about this situation is the fact that on top of Taking the title from Biggie, he pinned Biggie. Yeah, yeah that's the only problem. Four yeah. dudes in that yeah. match, and they couldn't even protect the poor transitional champion. Yeah, yeah, which is what they tell you as far as like, well, no, outside of the ring, obviously Biggie's done a lot of good things in the short time he's been champion, but it's obviously they don't really think. Seems to me like they didn't think much of him as a champion. So yeah, which, they, they just they didn't seem like they were impressed. Like he didn't instantly become this fucking john cena star so they're like eh, well <laughs> not going well let's move on yeah 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 i mean it's it, it, there could be an argument there um but i mean there's i, I think a lot of that is more their fault than it is any oh 100 his Just, booking since being yeah, champion I mean, was they, fucking dog shit they haven't done him any favors they haven't and honestly they haven't done a lot of people any favors if, if i'm being 100 percent I mean, there's a few things that are getting better, and and you know the the bloodline storylines all, all has been really good, and there's been a few. What about other... what, what about what happened today? Do you guys see what happened today? Yeah, there's some more releases today. Uh, NXT. Yeah. NXT. What? The, it was all NXT. It was bad. Was it Tommaso Ciampa? No, they were like we took the no. head off you, and now you're gone. No, no. Ciamp- they released uh, Road Dog and uh, William Regal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and what that one explains why I saw a bunch of War Games memes. The only mm-hmm. the only yep. wrestler that was let go that I saw that has any like clout was uh, Danny Birch and um, Timothy Thatcher. So Toothless Timmy's gone. Hmm. I'm more shocked by fucking Road Dog and Regal. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I think I'll be honest yeah. with you. I think Regal might be a little bit more checked out uh, because he has not really been a part of NXT for the most part for a while now. Mm-hmm. Even before, even before the 2.0 branding, the last like significant time he spent on NXT was was with, with the, the, the Smojo. Smojo and that then once that storyline ended he he was really checked out of there for a while at least on camera now backstage yeah. it's a little bit different but i i think really you know for what he did for the company was was like the scouting but they're not really scouting the way that he scouts anymore they're not perusing the indie scene um, yeah. Or the UK right they're now, they're signing they're a bunch of college kids. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, they're they're signing like collegiate athletes. So Samoa like Joe's full. Yeah, Samoa Joe's full. I'm shocked he still has a job because as of right yeah. now, it's like Triple H is out, uh, still like recovering from his heart attack, and they're just clearing house yeah. of anything that resembled his NXT. Well, and and, mm-hmm. and and they're clearing house all over the place, and that that was kind of my point, right? And this is this is where this is what I want to see happen. Now, whether it happens or not, I, I don't care. But 
let's fucking end the brand extension. You've trimmed your rosters down to the point where you don't need two different rosters. You can I think have, they have less people in AEW. <laughs> they they have way less people in AEW, but they can have continuous storylines going through Raw and SmackDown with their core people, and they can even trickle different people in here and there. You can have some storylines that pay off on Raw or SmackDown. You can have other storylines that pay off at, at the pay-per-views. But let's let's end the brand extension. Let's let's unify the titles. So Brock and, and Roman, let's unify that. Let's have Becky and let's have Charlotte unify that. Let's have the Street Prof or uh, the, the Usos and RK Bro unify that. And then let's uh, Shinsuke. I think yes. is still the Intercontinental Champion, even though it hasn't been defended in I can't even tell you how long. Eight eight, eight months. And, and who's like the that? U.S. Champ? Oh, Damian Priest. Yeah. Have them unify that. He finally that. had to actually win it versus just getting DQ'd a bunch yeah, by his, uh, by his, his crazy eyes. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind keeping both those titles because if you go to one world champion, then like those secondary yeah. titles kind of get that, that way. You're at six titles. Cause, yeah, because think about it, back in the day, it was the world title, intercontinental, European. Yeah, but the European was even the European was pointless to me at that point. I mean, they fucking. I don't know. I, I I mean that was that was basically uh, uh, I think like a gift to the bulldog and Owen. Yeah, and I, I mean uh, towards the end of the European Championship reign, like literally Triple H and Shawn Michaels made a joke out of it with the finger. They basically mocked the finger point of doom, finger poke of doom, like using that title. So it, you know it just or wait did that happen? Well, I think first? that's just fuck. Did that happen? Did the finger poke of doom happen before Shawn and Shawn and Triple H? No. It was after Sean, Sean, Sean Triple H was like late, late ninety seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Late ninety seven. Yeah, because that was December ninety seven. That was right. That was a couple months before uh, Mania fourteen. Okay. It was right before Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then Finger Poke Doom was actually what yesterday uh, was the anniversary of it. That that or, happened in ninety seven or ninety six though. Ninety four or ninety nine. Oh, ninety nine. Oh, so Sean, yeah. so Sean and and Triple H did it before the finger poke, then. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. All right. But to WCW's credit, they would go on like the next two years to have like six laydowns. So. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, so, but to my point though, you know, the the brand extent, like the the whole idea of the brand extension was because they didn't have competition. So in order to in order to make their stories more compelling, they felt like they had to create their own competition and pair the brands off. That's not the case anymore. They have competition. AEW is real competition. Whether they want to acknowledge that... Roman, acknowledge me. Whether they want to acknowledge that or not, (laughs) they have to acknowledge at this point that AEW is competition to them. So at this point, at least, even if it's not... Even if it's not competition as far as like their casual audience it's definitely competition for their hardcore audience and i think at this point put all of your roster together put everything in one basket and just have a show that competes with the other wrestling show that's on tv and if you do the two shows like you could still i guess like um have people designate to each show like without a draft you know what i mean but like Okay. Yeah, I mean, the world cha- is the world champion going to show up tonight on SmackDown? Okay, yeah. he's not. But you know, what I mean, like, 
and, and they, they kind of do that to a certain extent in AEW too, because like Hook has only ever been on Rampage. He's never wrestled on on Dynamite. You know, so there, there's different people that are on each show more consistently. So yeah, you could you could do something like that with Raw and SmackDown. To your point, for sure, Kevin. But at the same time, like but, you but can don't have storylines. Story don't don't right, say, yeah. "Oh, this person is specifically contracted to SmackDown." Just yeah, have them be mostly on SmackDown. Right. It's, it's it's simple. It's just and, a matter of and you can yeah. you can still have Raw be more of your like your more of your um because you know Raw's three hours, you got to fill more time. That could be more of your storyline show, and SmackDown's more your pure wrestling show. But like, if anything, you could you okay, you could keep like okay, the United States, but even like the secondary titles, like so. What if the, if the United States title is defended on SmackDown? You know what I mean? Or if there, you could flip flip those back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so here's my thing with the 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 secondary titles. They need to kind of almost go back to what they were previously, even though it wasn't like kayfabe this way. It was always a building point. It was always oh. The person who's the U.S. champion is that's the stepping stone to get to that world championship thing. Like once they're done with that and they get beat, they move on to that next uh, belt. And you could do that with in themselves as well and make it a three tiered process like, oh, the the U.S. belt is like the first step. And then once you do that, like, oh, next you might go chase the Intercontinental. And then that's like your your stepping stone to where yeah. like, they feel you are ready to go to the world it, title. Like, Yeah, basically like the U.S. title and Intercontinental title are like, let's say, okay, the Intercontinental title is like your number two guy nice. and the U.S. title is your number three guy. Kind of like exactly. WC, it's WCW. A, like whoever the U.S. champion was, like you, you thought of like for the most part until like it got like, you know crazy near the end but like for the most part like back in the day like Lex, Lex Luger probably the greatest US champion of all time like five time US champ but he was like he was the number two guy behind Flair and, and he was saw he was saw as the number two guy so it, like I think like like Mike says I agree with like okay whoever your intercontinental champion is or people that vie for that title or people that you see as like all right, if Roman's right here, then these people not the same level, but like, but they're, they're people that you have faith in that you you plan to at some point push to that level. Oh yeah, to yeah. Be, they should be the next. Not, they should be the next in line. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna put Curtis Axel as in your kind of. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna put on to no base that you're gonna have job out every week. You're gonna have people in those positions like the Miz who you feel are gonna carry yes. that title, make it what it is, but you can jumpstart them from there to that world title picture yeah right and and even right now it's not bad like damian priest and nakamura are guys that you could see challenging you know what i mean the, like, the I problem is they just uh aren't uh aren't being used very well because you've got right. one guy who only gets dq'd for 90 percent of his matches because he's got an alternate personality and another guy who uh just dances with his guitar friend and pat mcafee right yeah and uh, I, I totally love all of that. I, I, I think you're totally right. And Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it a thing in WCW for a while too, that if you became the U S champ that automatically put you in line for a title match, like a world title match. Yeah. Like you were like, like a number one contender. Yeah. Like, so they used, they used to always do like, cause that's kind of how they, they brought in like when Goldberg was, became U S champ. It was like, all right, he's U S champ. That means he has a, he, he, he has a title match against the, the yeah. world champion at some point. Yeah. So like they, they didn't do it like maybe all the time, but there was like, it was kind of one of those things where like in the, you know, wrestling does it all the time. We pick and choose 
mm-hmm. when you want to remember things or you yeah, know, like or, like ref stoppage. You want, yeah, 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 exactly. We'll pick and choose when we want to follow the actual rules. So, <laughs> but yeah, so like basically, like like I said, like you know, all those years that Flair was world champ, like. For example, like uh, I'm trying to think, like let's say 1989, like Flair was champion for most of all in the 89, but Luger was U.S. champ for like almost all of 89, and he was always okay. He's the number two guy, and he would come out and they'd say he's the number two man in the business. You know what I mean? Like they always built that up. So like, and WCW used to always do like top tens. Like, well, here's the top ten as far as top ten challengers, and that U.S. champ was always like number one contender. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, Flair, did you guys see that uh, Andrade is still hell bent on trying to make Ric Flair a thing in AEW? Jeez, <laughs> oh, I guess you guys hear that rumor like that him and Charlotte broke up, but I guess they're really not. Yeah, or something. Not, or... She posted pictures over uh, Christmas or New Year's of the two of them together. So it seems like. Oh, well, he considers Ric Flair his father-in-law. So yeah. His poppy. Well, so I, I found <laughs> oh. this kind of funny and this is just kind of like a little thing that um, uh, Shivani and Conrad were talking about. I guess Ric Flair was at the Jaguars game and he was like, he introduced them like coming out on the field or something like that. And apparently he was sitting in the owner's box wanting to talk to Tony Khan and, and Shivani was like, yeah, Tony actually usually sits in the, with the GM. He doesn't normally sit in the owner's box, but he kind of made it sound like Tony Khan was totally trying to avoid going to the owner's box to talk to Rick Flair. <laughs> man, I'll tell you, Flair, man. I don't know who sends out these tweets and stuff for Flair, whether it is him or somebody. It's probably but like, him so, doing it himself. Well, it probably is. Uh, like uh, he, he seems like a, a very Trump-esque yeah. type person, where he he takes pride in every character he puts in that tweet. Yep. Like oh my, like like somebody literally in an article. It wasn't even Chris Jericho, like referred to Chris Jericho as the goat, and then all of a sudden Flair has an issue with that. Oh yeah, of you course. know, like it's like yeah. oh my god, like it wasn't even like. First of all. <laughs> You should call Jericho the goat. Second of all, like, chill the fuck out. Jesus. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, he got angry and tweeted at fucking Becky Lynch because she took a fucking picture with uh, Amigos or whatever their name oh, was. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, she it's, said, it's, it's, next it's going to be like whatever their song with him was that she was like made some oh. sort of like joke about like, oh, the next song's going to be this. And he's like, fucking put out this paragraph about how like oh you ain't the man anymore because they don't own it and this and that and the other and you'll never compare and he posted like a picture of him with them as well in that music video and i was like bro so that's why so that's why she's you not need to chill man. that's why they haven't called her the man i'm guessing that, that's my guess is he fucking i I, th- I don't think they ever got the rights from him i think they got him to agree to let them use it yeah and then when they kicked him to the curb after you know it came out that he likes to put his pp in people's hands that uh <laughs> They he just like no, or, or, or either you put my pee pee in hands, or you don't get the man. Yeah, yeah, we're all each each out on a train. <laughs> That's still my favorite picture of 2021. The nature boy doesn't ride trains. All right, so moving on from that, um, yeah, so that was pretty much Raw on day one. So moving on NXT, uh, they had their New Year's Evil show. I only got a chance to watch the opening match and the closing match. I didn't really see much of in between. Uh, but opening match with uh, Carmelo Hayes and Roderick Strong, wow, amazing match. One of the probably best matches 
in the NXT 2.0 era, without a doubt. I mean, it was it was an amazing match. Carmelo Hayes is going to be a legit star, uh, and and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in NXT for too much longer. If I'm being honest, at least for three weeks on his main roster run before he gets released. Yeah, probably. And then did you, did you hear? Did you hear what they're going to call the unified title? I don't know if this is going to happen, and I hope not. Supposedly, they're going to call it the NXT North American Cruiserweight Championship. Mm, that's Which makes no sense because it's not Cruiserweight. Yeah, it's not Cruiserweight yeah, I know. anymore. So I really hope somebody no. like that was... I hope they just dropped the Cruiserweight and it's just, just North, North American. Just keep it be, North American, yeah. yeah. Re- maybe redesign like, the belt or something. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, so... Here's here's the title of the new name it has a lot of syllables. Be ready. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, you know the 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 main event Bronson Bron or Bron Breaker going up against um, going up against uh, Tommaso Ciampa. I, again, that match was really good as well. I mean, a really really good match. Uh, Breaker pulled out some moves that for his rookie ass probably shouldn't have looked this smooth and as good as they did, but they looked really good. Like that fucking you know- table spot was brutal. Um, like somebody brought up a point. They're like, yeah, we understand. Like he has like, obviously his dad and his uncle. And like, they said the only other person that picked up stuff like that, like that quick is like Cardinal. Charlotte because of, yeah. well, no, somebody that has like a father or somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like Charlotte, but they're like, they even said, but they're like, but even with that, like he shouldn't be like this good no. <laughs> already. Yeah. Like, Spe- Speaking of his dad, legit. did you see the moment that they had after the after the show went off the air? Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. I guess Chompa, I guess Chompa went over and like hugged him yeah. too or something after the match, or which is yeah, cool. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Which I, I don't know why the fuck that wasn't put on the show. Like that's the kind of shit people want to see. Yeah. Oh I th- yeah. I, I think more just to try to get that like kind of underground, but like they want they want the social media hits for it though. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. oh, this is exclusive. Plus, they probably didn't have time for it on the show either because uh, I mean, you know. I'm they, sorry. They, if they could cut down a 30 minute Fatal Four Way to nine minutes for Brock Lesnar, they could add an extra 30 <laughs> seconds to NXT. Well, but the NXT show was on USA though; it wasn't on, and they did they did that whole match commercial free, which was really cool too. Like they, they well, I'm just saying, like they they could have you know, and they could yeah. ran a little bit faster cut, for 30 cut seconds, the, trimmed it out to get cut, to get cut the women. I was going to say, cut the women's match to a normal women's match time to, like, two minutes. So. <laughs> I didn't even see that one, but a lot of people had issues with that. Like, a lot of people were kind of pissed about how, like, Cora Jade ended up, like, like people love Cora Jade for some reason. I don't, I don't really get it, but I've seen a little bit of her, but not enough to think. Every match that she's won, she's won by accident. Maybe it's because she is, she's the skateboard one, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's, maybe it's because she, she, called, called, out, she yeah. called out Darby Allen. so everyone's like, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, so then we got, um, you know, and I, you know, we could, we could go back last week a little bit, but I don't really want to. But uh, then, either. then tonight, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see any of Dynamite at all. I know Michael probably didn't because he was recording Monitor Fair. Uh, but we got, you know, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page two. Uh, they had the judges out there, but it didn't matter because there's actually a finish in the match. Do you want to know the finish, or do you want us to keep you in the dark? Go ahead and tell me, yeah, because okay. I'm not going to have time to find the whole, or watch the whole match at this point. Hangman Adam Page retained his AEW World Championship in a clean victory against Brian Danielson. That's about surprising. What, uh, they only went about, what, 29 minutes or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like so, that, yeah. But they were a bloody fucking mess. Yeah, they both were. Especially Brian, Brian was, yeah. like, bad. Like this, I mean, he was... Yeah. Hangman was pretty good, but Brian was... I mean, that Matt was 
covered pretty bad. And Hang- Hangman looked like he might have came open the hard way. It might have been mm-hmm. like from his previous from the week before, but I, I don't think that I don't think he bladed on that. I think he he collided with. Well, the, well, yeah, they had that headbutt yeah, spot or whatever. Yeah. So then they just so what that's what was so great about the match because like Brian, you could tell just kind of started doing stuff on the fly. They just started headbutting the shit out of each other so much. Yeah. So like Brian, like his storytelling, like he's he's been like he's like making it. You know, what I mean, he's. Help him make page yeah. these two, you know what I mean? So, um, his just storytelling with both the matches, but yeah, he was. I don't think I've ever seen Brian bleed like that. <laughs> I, I know I haven't. I mean, you know, in WWE, obviously not WWE, to, but, yeah, 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 but even like other indie matches or anything I've ever seen of his, I've man, yeah, he was. <laughs> So he knows I'm, how to, he knows how to get the juice. Two two I'm, two other notable things. Oh, go ahead, Michael. What do you say? I'm just shocked that the Hangman won because the fact that they've put Daniel Bryan in two like rivalries for the world title after signing him and he's not champion shocks me. Yeah, yeah. I, I was genuinely worried. I'm like, man, I, this I, sucks. Hangman's uh, probably going to win it, and then he's going to have to fucking go back to chasing it because Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, damn it, uh, fucking beats him. Sorry, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he. I think he called Paul White Big Show again tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, but honestly, I I think you know I th- think this might lead into like if MJF does beat Punk. Oh boy. Like you know what I mean like I think this could lead into MJF and so, Hangman. So that that was one of the other notable things that happened. Oh God. Oh yeah. Um. So <laughs> Punk. Yeah, so Punk, so MJF is supposed to go up against like General, whatever his name is. I forget the guy's name, but he's Rection. Yeah, General Mills. No, his name is like General something something. Rection. No, it's not fucking General Rection. General Sows. No, god damn it! Make me fucking look it up. Good thing I have the dynamite results pulled up already, so I can tell you. So he was supposed to he was supposed to have a scheduled match with somebody. Like they made a big deal about him him being in a match, and basically. <clears throat> so the the match is about to start. The referee rings the bell, and then Punk runs down and slides in the ring. Oh, cap! Not General Captain Sean Dean. So he's in a match against Captain Sean Sean. That's uh, a bit of a promotion. Dean. So, so he runs in. So Punk runs in, and then of course MJF runs out because he's you know scared little bitch, and the referee starts counting. So then Punk kicks Sean Dean in the stomach and gives him to go to sleep. Which causes a disqualification. So now Punk just made MJF zero uh, and one to start off the new year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I so, like that. That's good. So he goes to he goes to start to to do a promo and says like basically this is what's going to happen with every single one of your matches until you fight me. So then MJF made a uh, made a comment about um, him not Punk. Uh, he goes, oh, maybe uh, what, what, he said something about Punk not. Oh, he he asked Punk if he was like if he thought he was like Roddy Piper, and then he said he said, well, you know, you're not like Roddy Piper because he actually main evented a WrestleMania. Yeah, and then MJF decided then to say. You know what? Maybe in a couple of years I'll leave here and I'll go over and main event. A, I'll, I'll I'll go over there and main event a mania, uh, so I so I can be better than you two or something like that. 
And then Punk, for a while, didn't say anything. Like, he got real quiet, and I, I could tell, like, it was percolating in his head what he was going to say. And it almost seemed like he was going to take the high road and basically was like, you know, this is going to happen every single time until you fight me. You know, the, the what makes me similar to Piper, what, what, what's, uh, what Piper and I have in common that you don't is that we would fight anybody, anytime, anyplace. And he goes, he goes, I'll tell you what, how about you go ahead and leave? How about you just walk out? Why don't you go over there? Maybe you will main event him. Mania uh, on night four of a of a night four of a, free, a, free a, 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 a yeah of a buy one get one promo or something like that and then he goes and then you'll get released three days later and come back here and I'll still be ready yeah. to fight you <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hold on, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look up exactly what he said because it was something like oh my god yeah it, it was, was good though I mean it, he he. You know, I was like, "Oh, he's taking that." Oh, nope, no, nope, we didn't. Never mind. <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> so that was that was a lot of fun. So while Kevin's looking that up, then the other thing that was very notable on AEW was the tag team championship match between Jurassic Express and the Lucha Bros. Uh, Jurassic Express ended up winning the match, so Jungle Boy got his moment. So there, there's two things. I'm, I'm sorry, but let me let me back up. First, Jade Cargill and Ruby Soho had their match for the TNT Championship, right? Now, this this was 100% Jade Cargill's match from start to finish because they showed her little daughter in the crowd probably about 30 times during that match. There's no way Ruby Soho was winning. And (laughs) And I feel like Ruby Soho knew, like... You know, Ruby, so, like, I feel like she's kind of bitter at this point because, like, she did not take care of Jade in this match at all. Like, Ruby has a lot more match experience than Jade Cargill, and and she did not do much to go out of her way to carry Jade through this match. She exposed Jade a lot and made her look kind of bad, I think, a couple of times, but then kind of got in the thick of things and started selling an injury and stuff like that. But there was like a couple of times where I like, I felt like she was trying to like prove a point in a way. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jade Cargill ended up getting the win and, and they tried a, um, they tried her cause she basically does like the Beth's Beth's move for her finisher, the, the Phoenix splash, Oh, the chicken wing. Yeah. Like. But so she tried to do it from the, from, so they were on the second rope and she had her and Jade tried to step up on the top rope, but she realized that wasn't happening. So then, like, Ruby, like, gave her a signal, and then they jumped and did it. And it just it, – so the finish was just really bad because Ruby was, like, acknowledged, like, yeah, go ahead and do it now. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was it was pretty bad. Uh, uh, r- real quick, he okay. said um, – he said that he might have to get around to me event me. Too, uh, Punk said all he wanted to do was kick his ass. And he could go do uh, – all he could do was run and hide. Punk, Punk told him, go where the grass is greater. Main event, a buy one, get four free extravaganza, and get released faster than he lasts in the sack. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And then MJF said that if Punk wants his match, he can have it next week against Wardlow. War yeah, so he put him against Wardlow. So – yeah. So anyway, that, that was basically how that went down. But and then and then to the tag team championship match point, you could tell <sighs> that Jungle Boy was going to win that match because they kept showing his mom and his sister in the crowd. 
I kept panning over to her a bunch of times. But it was still a good moment, and it was kind of like an emotional. The weird thing was, though, so they're celebrating in the the top, and I'll get to what you're about to talk about here in a second, Kevin, but they're, they're celebrating, and then all of the heel tag teams, so like Red Dragon, 2.0, um, the Acclaimed, um, the Gun Club, I, I might be forgetting one, but they all came out at the top of the ramp, and they were like weirdly pointing at, at Jurassic Express for some reason. It was kind of weird. But um, we're probably going to be without Ray Phoenix for quite a while. Uh, at the end of that match, they did a spot where that one Alex dude that follows Lucha Brothers out set up a table for some stupid-ass reason outside the match, and Ray was like, no, 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 don't, we don't need a table. Get out of here. And then Christian chased him off, and he was gone. But the table was there. Luchasaurus had Ray Phoenix on the apron, choke slams him through the table, but for whatever reason, Luchasaurus jumped down with him. I don't know why, but Ray Phoenix put his arm back to brace himself, and his arm bent in a way I have never mm-hmm. seen an arm bend before, and it looked fucking brutal. Like his arm was destroyed in that. Like it went. It's it, it, it's either it's either dislocated or broken. It's half. yeah. Like, it, it's, it was his arm was behind his like turned up and behind his back like it's not even like it's not even possible to get your arm where it was like there's pictures of it online at first like i thought i was the only one who noticed it because a lot of people hadn't tweeted about it nobody i hadn't seen before we started recording i hadn't seen anybody that tweeted about it or talked about it and i even asked kevin i was like fuck did you see ray phoenix's arm and um you know he said he hadn't watched the match yet but yeah dude it was like and and it was like real and you saw the look on his face too was like pure like pain too like you could tell he was like he was fucked up, um, but yeah I mean you know and that that kind of squashes the moment a little bit but Jungle Boy winning is they they made a big point of saying that Jungle Boy won his first title in AEW tonight, uh, so I, I think that was kind of like it was a, it was almost built up worse than the whole fucking. Ben Roethlisberger bullshit that we had to witness <laughs> on Monday night. So. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, yeah. Let's not let's let's not talk. Yeah, I saw your I saw the comments. You, you saw the comments. Okay. The, the, yeah. So let's not talk about how I might have pissed off a listener of our show with that. Oh, great. <laughs> well, well, here on. Let me go off here for a second. We're not going to polarize or you know publicize a guy who. I mean, come on. We all know he's guilty of some shit. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And like and this was obviously way back before the whole, you know, Cancel Me Too shit and everything. And stuff like that. Me yeah. Too. And the other thing too is that like he settled both those things big time out of court. What yeah. does that say? He's fucking guilty. Yeah. So So he's I, a piece of Michael, shit. He's just, a piece of shit. Michael, just to catch you up, uh Ben do you know who Ben Roethlisberger is? Uh, he's a sports ball player. Yeah, he's a quarterback of the he's a quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. How'd you guess? Pit, pit, Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> the name's not familiar, but I couldn't. I really didn't know. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, big rivalry. Ben is Ben is from Ohio. He thought he was actually going to go to the Browns, but the Browns didn't draft him. He ended up going to Pittsburgh, and he's honestly been a thorn in the Brown side for the last twenty years. I, I you know, but to to make matters worse. Now he's he's definitely changed his ways now, and he has a family. But he has had multiple rape allegations against him. Oh, but this that's was, how I know his name. I, this yeah, this I was years before. Rape, so, rape, 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 burger. 
so so I I took issue after so I was I was a little disgusted because they the Browns and Steelers had a game on Monday Night Football and Ben decided to announce like a couple maybe a, like the like seven days before the game that this could very well be his last game playing for Pittsburgh at Heinz Field which you know started the oh this is his, you know basically made the entire story all about him right and and literally the NFL and ESPN basically turned him into a god for this night. They were playing Ben Roethlisberger highlights all night. They were playing like they basically like this was his swan song. And to make matters worse, this shit looked like it was scripted by the WWE. I mean, just everything that happened in this game went Pittsburgh's way all the time. And I've seen the Browns play bad, but some of the shit that they did was just like just dumb. To me, and it just seemed like, you know, like at the end of the game, they basically sealed it by scoring a touchdown they didn't need to score. And then the Browns had the ball back and they're trying to like make something happen. And uh, their quarterback throws a pass and the tight end like catches it, but like holds the ball out. So one of the Steelers players just rips it away from him. So Ben got his moment to go back out on the field and take a need and the game for his last game in Hines Field. And it just felt so scripted and just made me sick to my stomach that I made a comment about it on Twitter. And one of my friends and Kevin friends with him is somebody that, uh, you know, I used to live with. He's a big Steelers fan. He took issue with it and he got mad at me about it. And he's also a big wrestling fan. And he, you know, you remember the one that we were talking about, um, a couple of weeks ago that you were saying, oh, there was that comment that somebody made on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, it felt like, he's, he's, yeah, he's our one actual it was, fan. It was him, yeah. Um, no, he's a, <laughs> he's not, but it was him well, who made that comment because he was like he the was. first person to ever comment on the show. But yeah, but I pissed him <laughs> off he, with him. He was our one actual fan. <laughs> I, I, back on the zero. I pissed, yeah. I pissed him off Jay, with Jay, my Jay, take Jay, on that. Yeah, because he said something about like, Jason, why would you say that you're ruining my moment for me? Because I'm such a Steelers fan, this and that. And then Jason's like, "Listen, you fucking smirk." That's not what I said. <laughs> that is oh not what I said God. at all. But no, he goes, be, uh, he goes, be careful. Your pro wrestling is showing, and then said something like, "Oh, this was like a good sports moment," and blah 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 blah. I was like, dude, like I I I said it just made me sick that they basically I, turned this guy into a god and he's had multiple rape allegations and then he kind of victim shamed. He was like, "Well, who are these people? Like, you know, why why hasn't it, oh, yeah, you know, why didn't he go to jail and why didn't it, like, dude, like this all happened like 10 paid, fucking years he, ago." Cuz he paid him off. That's why I almost wanted to try to like do a picture that it was like Ben Roethlisberger and like Ric Flair, like Ben Roethlisberger equal to Ric Flair. <laughs> And post it on there. Notice you're bringing it up on here, but you didn't have my back on on Facebook. You you didn't even chime in or have a comment. Yeah, you didn't step in and say any of this there. Well, it was more fun that way. (laughs) Um, Anyway, back to wrestling. Yeah. Uh, So... The, that was I, a, I, I pretty like, much was done with the show at this point, but yeah, go for it. Oh, uh, well, so yeah, I never got to talk because you guys just kept going, and then you decided to talk about sports ball for twenty minutes. Um, so you kept bringing up like, oh, they kept showing off all these people in the the audience, like what's her face's kid and so and so's like mom and stuff. I almost feel like that's a jab at fucking WWE because usually in WWE it's the opposite. If if there's something important going on, that person's gonna lose if they're in their hometown. They're oh, probably yeah. gonna lose, so I almost feel like that was like <laughs> on purpose, <laughs> just to to troll a little bit. 
Unless it's at WrestleMania. <laughs> True. That's that's the one time where it's different because they have those specific seats where they just cycle out whoever right. yeah. whoever's got people to bring and then, up. And then they just lose the title the next night. Like Zack yeah. Ryder. Or, or get uh, released. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or get released quicker than they um, last in the sack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, watch the Ray Phoenix spot. His arm is broken. Yo, yeah, oh, yeah. Without a doubt. His, his, like his arm... His arm flopped around like Sid Vicious's leg. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a screen grab, but it looked like the bone popped out. Like it, I mean, you can't really tell that well because it's like a little blurry, but yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was fucking brutal. Yeah. I, I watched the, I had to turn away. I had to turn the video off. Cause like, like he hits the table and then like the table moves out of the way and his arms just flopping in the wind. Yeah. And I'm just like, Nope. And, and you know, you know what? And, and <laughs> this is kind of where production wise, I didn't notice it when it happened. I noticed it on the replay. When they showed the replay, I was like, oh, no. They might, maybe they didn't know either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah the, maybe they you didn't. Do replay, but... you, you do replays so quick that it's yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. It's, ugh. Yeah. 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 Well, indeed. So, but, and, and, th- and this is my other issue with, with AEW, and I, I, I'll say this, and then we can wrap it up. But, dude, that match had so many, like, ridiculously high spots in it some of the moves that they hit each other with, like that they kicked out of were just ridiculous. But then fucking jungle boy wins with a roll up. I, I just, I, I don't know, man. I hate that's it. What it. That's what that's, that's how I it has to be it. though. When you do I that many it. big moves, like what are you going to do that wins? It I know, has to be a roll up. That's uh, it just, it's, but it had like, that's, that's their formula and it happens in oh, all these matches and it's just, it's terrible. Trust me, I, I hate, I hate the fucking roll up finishes all the time. I hate the fucking false I mean, finish bullshit with least, the time limit. At least hangman won with the, with the buckshot and Brian didn't kick out of it. Brian did not kick out of the buckshot and Jim Ross made a point to say he hit him with the buckshot. That's all he needs. He hit him with it one time. That's all he needed to yeah. do was hit him with it one time. Because protect, they protected good, that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Brian did such a good job telling the story the whole match of like trying to avoid working it. Yeah. Out, avoid it, working on the arm. Yeah. And then, he could, and then once it happened, he couldn't avoid it. And that it, so. even happened in. Um, what was it? There was another. I felt like there was another match. Uh, uh, maybe I'm thinking of another. Maybe I'm thinking of like Rampage. But I felt like there was another match recently where there was a, a somebody was trying to avoid the finish and stuff like that. Uh, I kind of fell asleep a little bit in the middle of AEW, so maybe I dreamt it. I don't know. But but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, you have to you have to make the move mean something because if the moons if they don't mean anything, then you know I don't know. It just winning with a roll up after kicking out of the uh their their small package driver where the one like basically pile drives the guy and the other one steps on his ass while he's doing it from the top rope like to kick out of that but then win with a roll up like that's i don't know man that, that to me just takes me out of it a little bit but good moment for jungle boy good moment for luchasaurus and you know jungle boys get me around for a long time so it, it was it was good to see him get that get that first win on on uh, rampage so or on uh, dynamite on tbs <laughs> The TBS era has begun for AEW. So, Jim Ross and Tony Giovanni, well, it's a bit of a homecoming for us. <laughs> 40 years in the making. <laughs> they need to do, they need to do like a studio show once in yeah. a while or something like that. Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. Yep. <clears throat> All right, cool. Anything else, guys? Anything, uh, anything we want to chime in with before we wrap this up? 
All right. Go watch Modern Toy Fair. Okay. YouTube.com yeah. forward slash Modern Toy Fair. Uh, we're going to do top 10 lists to try to fight the algorithm this year because people like top 10 lists. So be ready for that. No, normally, I normally I, I shoot him for the shoot him over the plug, but he just took it. He just was like, I'm taking this plug and I'm shoving it right shoving in there. Shoving it. <laughs> no vast. He, he didn't even wait for me to lube it up for him. He just took it, jammed it, and tried. <laughs> No, no spitting on this one. Cheapo.com. Uh, get a minute. Modern Toy Fair. Go buy some shirts. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I know we had a lot of fun recording it. For Kevin and for the late, but at least you showed up, Michael, I am Jason reminding you smarts out there to be a fan mm-hmm. and always live your gimmick. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> that was... Were you spinning on the plug? Is that what that was? <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to put a lady on it. Like. <laughs> what the fuck? You're not supposed to have snot in it. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like that's how you get like some sort of weird like yeast infection in your ass. <laughs>